Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. And with us today, Ron the Pharmacist. Tony. Yes, sir. Um, so, the, Ron, Ron is here. Ron, Ron, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you guys doing? Good. Joe? Joe's doing great. Um, so, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> uh, as he And then maybe moves on to the abyss again, for those of you who are watching video right now. Um, so... This is your first, everybody who listens to the show, um, when it comes to video, I believe we started video maybe four weeks ago or so. And so this is your first time on video. This is probably your sixth or so time being interviewed on the on the show, but uh, first time where people could actually see you as you're actually explaining um, different concepts and things like that. So for those of you who do not know who Ron the Pharmacist is, if this is your first time listening to our show... Well, uh, wow, I, I wouldn't say it is 30 years in terms of from the time he went to the University of Toledo, where he has his degree in pharmacy, until his actual experience as a pharmacist, um, easily 30 years, if I'm not mistaken, or am I, am I off by a couple of years? No, oh, no, you're pretty accurate. It's right around 30 years. Yeah. So, uh, man, time, yeah, time absolutely flying. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So let me let me ask you this. Today's show, a lot of people will always ask me, and this is where I, you know, if you ask me about, we've did we've done shows together about creatine, we've done shows about pre workout, we've done shows about um, whey protein, whey protein isolate concentrate, all that stuff. And when people come to me and ask me questions about that stuff, I have a lot of background information in that. But when it comes to this particular show here. I do not have a whole lot of, you know, I don't have a, a, a ton of knowledge on how this works. This is definitely something, agree or disagree. The show today being about what can I mix uh, when it comes to supplementation and medications, and what can I mix when it comes to supplementation and supplementation. What would be the number one rule everybody should do before they take supplements or medication or mixing them. What's the number one rule in your opinion? Talk to your doctor first. Yeah. I mean, and then, and then if you're really getting specific, you know, especially at over the counter products, then you talk to your pharmacist. If it's prescription items, you know, talk to your doctor first, then we'll kind of add to what they talk about. But doctor is always your first line. Yeah. And, and, and Joe will, you know, also, you know, back me on this. Uh, I would say we probably should say it in every show, but not every show is about this stuff. Our content is not always about nutrition or about supplementation and with medications. But anytime that you are involved in this, we always put that disclaimer out there. You have to talk to your pharmacist. You have to talk to your doctor. You have to talk to your physician's assistant. You do not make these decisions on your own based on something you saw on Facebook, based on something you saw on TikTok, on Twitter, or any other social media outlet, or because a buddy at work who is jacked told you that this is uh, you know safe for you. That's not the way that works. So that being said, and, and you know, here's another thing too. And and Ron, you could probably back me up on this when it comes to supplementation. From my understanding. And I think we actually talked about this before in another one of our shows that you were on, audio only. The FDA does not regulate supplementation the way they regulate pharmaceutical drugs. In other words, everything that is 
on that bottle when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs better be in that bottle. Whereas with supplementation, my understanding is it doesn't have to exceed any more than 20% of what they say is on that bottle is actually in that bottle. Do you actually have any percentages on that or what's the, what's the rule of thumb with that? I don't have any percentages on that, but the FDA really doesn't regulate it that closely. You can have two vitamins that say they have the same amount in it, get them chemically tested, and they're all over the place. You can have a product. I, I've read stuff online uh, with certain manufacturers that their efficacy, meaning how they work, you know, and how potent they are, some of them might be up to the 90%. None of them are 100% ever. There's no way. With binders, fillers, everything else in them, it's going to negate the effects a little bit. But I've read some are as low as 30%. But the exact uh, percentage compared to what the bottle says, I'm not 100% sure on. But I could tell you a lot of the name brand stuff you see in stores, I think they're garbage. Yeah. And yeah. You, get what, you get what you pay for. So if you go to a health food store and you see a bottle of, a vitamin C is $5 and another one's $8. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. So uh, don't skip on your, don't skimp on your supplements. Yeah. So you're getting what you pay for. You're going to have to pay a little bit more, more money as far as quality is concerned for sure. Correct. But um, once again, you got to do your research. What a, a more reputable brand is, you know, I see on TiVo all the time, the number one recommended pharmacy brand. And I see those commercials and I go, ah, not yeah. even close. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I know I know this and it's very unfortunate. It makes it extremely difficult for somebody like me as a trainer when somebody comes to me and asks me questions about supplementation, I, especially when I'm working with young people. So the parents have to be there as well. I always talk to them about talking to their doctor or talking to a pharmacist who has a background in supplementation and understands what they're talking about. Uh, Ron, the pharmacist. Uh, so, and, and I try to explain to them that, uh, this, this, this exact concept that I don't like recommending supplementation to younger people, especially because I don't trust, you cannot trust the industry because it's all about making the almighty dollar. And so all the fillers, there was not so long, not, not too long ago. We talked about this before with GNC got in a lot of trouble and I'm mentioning them because it was national news um, where people who were allergic to wheat product were taking a certain product from Gen from GNC where it was not listed on the bottle that there was wheat filler inside this particular product that all these people were taking and people were having severe allergic reaction to it. So there was a lawsuit and I don't know in what direction that lawsuit went, but that right there is point, you know, th that's my point I'm making. Right. I don't want to recommend a product and then something like that happen because you don't really know what's inside the bottle. So this is where it's always it's always a, a rough situation for anybody, including yourself, when we're talking about supplementation. But what we're going to do here, we're going to actually uh, hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Ron the Pharmacist. Don't go anywhere, anybody. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey everyone, it's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch 
your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play. So you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So here's where I want to start this conversation today. And, and not that we haven't already been in the middle of a conversation. And this is such a general question, but we're going to stick for a second with medication and over-the-counter supplementation, OTC, to, to you know abbreviate. Is there one general rule uh, that you tell people to go by if they are, let's say they have a head cold and they're taking NyQuil uh, and they are also avid in, in the world of nutrition and supplementation and they come to you and they say, I want to continue to take my fish oils and my creatine and, and things of that nature. Is there something that you say to people as far as, what they shouldn't do when they have a cold or the flu or or something like that? Probably the most common question asked every day is I have high blood pressure and I'm stuffy. And the biggest problem with that is nasal decongestants, phenylephrine, pseudoephedrine, the most common things to treat nasal congestion can also increase your blood pressure. So you have to advise them. I I tell them, talk to their doctor. Most people are still going to take it anyway, but I tell them to monitor their blood pressure if they decide to take it on their own. But someone who is, say, like an avid workout person, say like yourself, say you're on a pre-workout and you're taking uh, some type of caffeine throughout the day, nasal decongestants are a stimulant. Phenylephrine and pseudoephedrine, you know, it's a stimulant, can raise your blood pressure, uh, increased blood flow. So for people that are sick, but they still want to work out, you know, you just kind of got to watch what you're swallowing because you can actually increase your blood pressure and increase the effects of all the caffeine you're also ingesting. So, you know, it's kind of like two different areas with that. People with high blood pressure and people that are constantly like on high caffeine, say like myself, you know, you have to watch decongestants. That's probably the biggest thing. I Now, aside from that, when people come to me and they're sick and they want to continue to work out, I try to detour them from the workout completely and try to, um, I try to really push for a rest day, a rest week. Um, and my biggest thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, your body is fighting infection. Your body is fighting disease. The last thing you need to do is add more stress to your body. And when you work out, you add stress. And by adding more stress, you're making it even harder for your body to take care of the situation at hand, which is the infection it's fighting. So I try to go that route. And obviously, if they don't listen to me, and then they ask you the question, and they're taking pre-workout, and they're taking nasal decongestant and things like that, they're just really compounding the problem altogether. So I think the biggest thing I hope people take away from this, this aside uh, today from supplementation and, and medicines being taken at the same time, 
Folks, don't be afraid to take a week off from training when your body is fighting an infection of any kind or two weeks off and then get back into it. Because I think what people would realize is if you're an avid workout person, your body will rebound twice as fast if you give it the proper rest during times of fighting infection. Um, do, when, you, when you're when you sick, do you ever uh, – I know I'm not going to lie. I'll be the first to admit it. There have been times I've been sick and say, no way I'm going to work out through this. And I end up paying for it. I end up paying the price for it. Any times that you've ever done that? Yeah, every single time. Every so, single. <laughs> yeah, so if if I'm sick and I'm uh, all snotty, you know, yeah. it, it's it's an individual basis. So if if you're normally running at a nine or ten pace every day, and then today you're like, oh, I felt awful. I'm at a three. Well, maybe I'll go take a walk. You know, I'm not going to go pound weights, do hit training do kettlebell. I'm not going to try to run 10 miles, but I call it active rest. You know, go take a, uh, go take a walk for a mile or two. If you're getting fresh air, if it makes you feel better, you know, you working out increases your endorphins. Just don't do anything crazy. Yeah. And and I'll admit that I've actually tried to do hit training uh, with a head cold before that was by far, by far, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am a hypocrite right now telling you not to do exactly what I did. That was the only time I ever tried that, though. I never did that again. Um, <laughs> it, I, I practice what I preach as much as possible now because I was down probably twice as long as I needed to be because of what I did. Um, uh, but there's so, so there's that. We're telling people what not to do, and then we're admitting to the fact that we're stubborn also. We're human. I mean... Uh, but we really all together should rest or or like Ron the pharmacist just said, an active resting day, um, describing some things like walking, a brisk walk, things like that. So if we get away from if we get away from the medications and we just go with supplement on supplement, people are always nervous. Should I be doing this with this? Should I be taking this with that? Does taking this hurt the positive effects, the benefits of this product over here. And I just came up with a few things today, some small research that I did, and we're just going to go from one product to the next. And you're basically going to go with true or false and and, and give your give your whole uh, spill on why it's true or why it's false. I see so many things out there about vitamin C and vitamin B12 where people will say, you shouldn't take the two together, not so much because one because it's harmful or toxic to your system, but one there's no can, drug. What there's God. no drug interaction between the two. Yeah, and they well they'll say they'll say that if I'm not mistaken, when I was looking at this research, it said that taking vitamin C with vitamin B12, the vitamin C will cancel out the positive effects of vitamin B12. And I did not look and see where it came from, but I thought. It's kind of weird that I see it right now, right before we're going to do this show. So this is something I'm going to ask him about. So my opinion is that's bull. Yeah. Every daily supplement has that combination in it. Now, the study might be if they take them specifically by themselves, maybe a high dose of one possibly. Could, I could see maybe how vitamin C can negate the effects of B12, but that would be on an absorption level based on what vitamin C is and how it's absorbed and how it's broken down. If anything, the study maybe has something to do with that. But in terms of them completely negating the effects of each other, no, that's bad. They, they I, did I don't say, believe that for a second. 
they they did say in the study that what one should do is if you're taking both at the same time, there should be a two hour window in between taking one as a you know until you take the other. They didn't mention which one to take first. They just said if you're taking both to keep really a two hour window. Matter. Yeah, and yeah, so, the two hour window is the key. But like I said. Most people aren't going to take vitamin C and B12 separate anyway. You know, usually if you take a B vitamin, it's going to be a B complex, have all the B vitamins in it. You're taking a daily supplement. It's going to have all the Bs plus everything else, plus the vitamin C. So, no, well, I, I don't agree with that. Th- that's where I, I become confused as a, as a consumer because so many people, maybe the number one supplement taken in this country at least, the number one is a multivitamin. And so within a multivitamin, you have vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, uh, vitamin, uh, a, you know, D, K, everything, yeah. A, E. Yeah. And so I, that's where I, that's where I became confused. And I thought, well, maybe it's because of the percentages of each vitamin are so low. I, I didn't know how, you know, you, why they wanted these windows in between if you're combining them into one pill anyway. So yeah, that's why well, what they confused. do is. The way the industry is, too, they're constantly doing research on every single thing that's out there, 24-7, every day of the week. So they're going to find negatives with it. It doesn't matter what combination it is. They're going to find some type of negative. But those are going to be for certain situations or extreme situations. So the, the common person is going to come across that. Vitamin A. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Say that before we go into this. One. Yeah, it, it's. It is confusing for someone like you or me that reads a lot and tries to do some research on it. You know, it, it confuses you, you know, you know, or even like with working out this workout's better than this. This is that it's, it's individual based too. Hmm. Vitamin a may not be individual based. I always hear about excessive amounts of vitamin a. How dangerous could it be to take excessive amounts of vitamin A and how much is excessive? Well, here's the deal. Vitamin A, the biggest thing, if you're taking too much vitamin A, which nobody's probably ever going to do, you're never going to get that much of it in your diet where it's going to be anything. No doctor's going to look at your blood work and go, wow, you're low in vitamin A. (laughs) It's probably never going to happen. So in my opinion, the whole vitamin A thing, you could throw that out the window because that would be such a rare situation. But high, high doses of vitamin A could possibly negate the effects of vitamin K. High doses of vitamin E can negate the effects of vitamin K. So what vitamin K does, it has a, it has a coagulant effect. So it helps with blood clotting. So if you're having too much A and E in your diet, like I said, which would be extremely difficult to do eating foods, but if you were taking a lot of supplementation, those two could possibly negate the effects of K, and that's for blood clotting. But like I said, that's still extreme. The normal person isn't going to come across that situation. The problem with supplementation, and like we were talking about how it's easily to get confused, they get focused on what's wrong. Like, oh, if I do too much of this, it's going to be bad for me. But the situation to get in that scenario, 99.9% of the time is never going to happen anyway. Mm. You know, you'd have to be just a fool to just pop, 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 pop pills 
say, oh, I just want to get more of this in my system. It doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, so basically taking a vitamin A supplement and eating a huge uh, amount of food, a di- your dietary plan is enriched with foods that, that contain uh, a decent amount of vitamin A. On top of taking the supplement, still going to be almost impossible. Yeah, you're yeah. never going to reach a high level. Yeah. I, I always wondered why it's – I see this a lot with vitamin A. Vitamin A and iron. I always – you know, you always see this where uh, if you're taking a daily vitamin plus iron but you don't need iron in your diet, you're not deficient in iron – they always say do not take vitamins plus iron if you are not deficient in iron because it could be extremely toxic to your body. Have well, you ever heard? So now same thing again. I mean, irons in a lot of food, red meats, fish, stuff like that, uh, green leafy vegetables. But the problem is that iron taking an iron supplement. The biggest problem with it, it's caustic to your stomach, and for a lot of people, can cause constipation. So the biggest thing with iron is upset stomach and constipation. Those are number two complaints. You know, if you take a daily vitamin and you're not iron deficient and it has iron in it, you're not going to take too much iron. You're not eating five steaks a day. I mean, yeah. once again, you're never going to read. Now, if you decided, oh, I'm going to take, you know, the most common iron out there is ferrous sulfate. Uh, three, 324 milligrams, 325 milligrams, enteric coated. The enteric-coated ones make it easier on your stomach, but can still be harm- can still cause stomach upset and can still cause constipation. But, you know, taking an iron supplement a day, no. no. I wouldn't worry about that. Like I said, it's once again, people see the negative with it and be like, oh, I can't do that. No, no. It, it, those are ex- it's extreme situations. Which, we, yeah, which I, I guess you would say people – basically would have to be not in their right mind yeah, in order to, just, I, I, yeah. you know, I, I had a lady one time come in that was iron deficient. Mm-hmm. She's like, is it okay if I take one with every meal? I was like, yeah, if you want to be sick all day and be constipated the rest of your life, sure. <laughs> so, so she got the point. <laughs> so yes. she got the point. Yeah. So let's, let's keep going because we're, we're debunking a lot of, a lot of things right now, as far as, what people see because I've, I've just was looking at these studies not that long ago. And, uh, and so far uh, they really make a dramatic, uh, well, well, here's the thing with studies. It's a study. It's a small group and they look for the bad in everything. Yeah. You know, usually nine out of 10 times a study is to find something wrong, not necessarily to find something good is to find something wrong. So when they find something they're like, Oh my God, goodness look at this but when you look at the scheme of things with regular people and daily life it's 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 so minute no yeah so so they're building it up to be something that they don't need to build it up to be um which which is everyday life (laughs) right and you know unfortunately in our country ever since covid which is a whole nother thing yeah uh people are very paranoid of everything so yeah. as, soon, as soon as they hear something negative, they just want to roll with it. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, ah, I well, get worried too much. Let's put our next, let's put our next group on the stand. Folic acid. Yeah. Folic acid or folate and 
taking that with vitamins B9 and B12. Uh, I see, I see not, not that it's bad for you, but I see that the folic acid can negate the, 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 the common benefits of, of vitamin B, vitamin B9, vitamin B12. Well, folic acid, I believe, is, is B9. <laughs> okay, or so folate's B9. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, I, I, I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up the bull sign. Yeah. Because look at your daily vitamin. It's in there. And and the thing is, you know, Centrum is probably the most common daily vitamin. It's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a good vitamin. I'm not saying it's a bad vitamin. You know. Uh, you can get a better brand of vitamins. You can hold the bottles up right next to each other, and they're probably going to be identical, but maybe a more reputable brand. It'll have, you know, the efficacy of it will be better. But if there were so many problems with all these different things, at some point they wouldn't be able to do it. So we've just we've just put uh, approximately five different combinations on the witness stand. And basically, um, as defense attorneys, we we called their bluff. Are the prosecuting attorneys? We've called their bluff on every one of those combinations, because of the extremity, the extreme that everybody goes to with what it would take in order for that to actually be non beneficial or, or harmful. Uh, the amount, or harmful. yeah, yeah, the amount that people would have to take is immense uh, and and almost impossible unless there's a few screws loose uh, yeah. uh, when it comes to, I mean. I, and the thing is, even though the FDA doesn't regulate this stuff closely, uh, I doubt the FDA is going to allow the companies to, to poison and kill everybody. Yeah. You know, because if that's the case, everybody that's taking this stuff is harming themselves. Come on. No way. Hmm. I'm going to put a bull sign. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a bull blah, blah, blah sign. Yeah. And, and, it's, <laughs> and just hold it up next. I should have told you before the show. Um, but so that being said, we're not done yet. Uh, we've talked about medications. We've talked about supplementation with, uh, specific vitamins. We got one more thing we're going to talk about today, but we have to listen to one more sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two brothers. One Mike is sponsored by kitchen apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners. It's Joe from T-Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Abs, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, they even have banana nut bread super cakes, you can rest assured Kitchen Abs has you covered. And maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors, or prefer something a little more traditional, then the buttermilk flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top-of-the-line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com. And get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So, Ron the Pharmacist is here with us and has been here with us now on today's show where we were talking about... Actually, the, the show has changed from talking about what we shouldn't do when it comes to medications and supplements, although we did talk about what you shouldn't do in that particular uh, portion of the show, but also when you're combining supplements, what it can do to you. Uh, We debunked a few theories that we have found in different studies, different videos, and what we did not talk about yet today is what I want to talk about now, minerals. What? (sighs) Zinc. 
arguably, or, or should I say calcium, what is arguably the most important mineral that people are taking and putting in their body? Calcium, magnesium, and zinc. So all three. Yeah, that I, if I was going to pick three that you had to take, it would be those all the time. Is it possible? Calcium, to, is it possible to ahead. take too much? Absolutely. Okay. Especially zinc. So and, and so talk. To, so yeah, talk about that. Zinc, zinc once again is one of those ones that is very hard on your stomach, and a lot of times, you know, you could take a low dose of zinc. And somebody will say, oh, I'm going to take it on an empty stomach. Then an hour there, later, they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die because it hurts that bad. It's not everybody, you know, and I'm, I'm talking from experience because, you know, before I was, say, you know, before I was a licensed pharmacist, you know, taking vitamins in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to pop this and, you know, it has a lot of beneficial effects. And guess what? Yeah, no, it made me sick as a dog. And then. As my education increased, I'm, I learned that, oh, that was a dumb thing to do. And the, the problem with supplements when taking too much, the, the biggest thing is finding out how much is too much. You know, potassium, for instance, you have to watch because potassium can affect your heart rate. You know, and like the over-the-counter, I think it's potassium gluconate is the most popular potassium supplement. Most people take potassium as a prescription item, so it's monitored. You know, but people that take potassium over the counter as a supplement, they got to watch because they don't know what's going to happen if they take too much. But just with any type of mineral, taking too much is not good. Always take, take the daily recommended unless your doctor says to do something extreme. Is there any one mineral, when we're talking about minerals right now, that uh, in your own opinion, your own professional opinion, is really not necessary to take as a supplement because you could find it in most any type of normal everyday everyday dietary sup uh, not supplement but anybody's dietary uh, eating lifestyle is what I should say. I would say if anything, it's going to be calcium. Just be and here's with calcium, you have to take calcium with D because D helps the absorption of calcium into the bone. Without the D, it doesn't work as well. But you could take too much vitamin D, and like I said, follow the recommended daily allowance on the bottle, and you'll be fine. But in term, but calcium is probably the number one because you're going to get calcium mainly from milk products. And what if you don't drink a lot of milk, which most people, you know, especially our age, don't necessarily drink a lot of milk or, you know, eat foods that are, you know, made from milk, you know, yogurt. You know what I mean? Right. Right. A, a lot so of times it, vitamin D is, is hard to come by also in, in northeast Ohio. Uh, what, what you see going on behind Ron, the pharmacist right now, folks, is not normal uh, nope. in Northeast Ohio. Uh, the sun is shining. And, uh, and so um, I, how, how much vitamin D is too much vitamin D? Well, it's funny you say that because the highest dose is 50,000 units. And usually that's either taken once a month, once a, uh, once a month, twice a month, or once a week. But some people can actually take it, depending on what their, their current health condition is, if they're extremely deficient. I used to have customers that used to take 50,000 units, one a day. Now, granted, that's a rare situation, but you can take it that high, but that's not a recommendation. So if I was going to say, someone comes in, Ron, how much vitamin D should I take? I would say 5,000 units. 
That would so, be the most common. 5,000 units and, per day. 5,000. That would be one pill a day. One pill because a day. Because they could. Yeah, because they come in one, they come in a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. You know what I mean? They come in different strengths. But, and what's confusing, and too, what's confusing too, somebody will come in the pharmacy and they'll say, My doctor said to take 5,000 milligrams of, of uh, vitamin D. I'm like, Yeah, no. That would be like taking a whole bottle at one time because vitamin D is also expressed in micrograms. You know what I mean? Okay. So there's like a thousand, so there's like a thousand micrograms per, per milligram or gram. I forget the conversion, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, you go by units on vitamin D normally. Yeah. I, I always see it in international units. I use yes. is what I always yes. see it on the, yeah. Yes. Um, so I mean, wrapping everything up today, uh, the biggest, I, I guess the biggest thing people could take from this is whenever you have any questions about what supplements you can and cannot take um, uh, in terms of how much you should be taking. Look at the bottle. Make sure you're following the bottle. I, so many people out there have this misconception, and we've talked about this before. Well, it says to take uh, 150 milligrams a day. Well, if I take 300 milligrams a day, that should double the benefit that I'm going to receive from this particular vitamin or mineral or whatever type of supplement that you may be taking. And we all know how sideways that can go if uh if people continue down that road maybe not doing it one time but if you're doing it on a daily basis and you're taking in that much vitamin d that you were just talking about um what are some of the what are some of the side effects people will notice if they are taking too much vitamin d oh diarrhea headaches nausea it would be awful it seems like like i said but once again they would it would have to be extreme even if you took 10,000 units a day, you probably wouldn't have any side effects. Uh, I mean, I don't know where else. But we could probably go on and on with this show. We could just keep adding. We can keep adding. We could talk about vitamin K. We could talk about, and maybe that's for a different a different show where we continue. Uh, you know, we've done that before. We did three shows on pre-workout. What what is there anything else you would want to say to anybody about supplements or about vitamins and minerals uh, as far as, how to take them or how to combine them or what not to get so frustrated and so worried about. Don't look into it so much. Do your research. You know, you don't have to go extreme with supplements. And I think people that are overthinkers like myself, you know, you tend to read into it too much and you keep, like we said before, with supplements in the past, working out, keep it simple. If you keep it simple, it's easier to understand less chance of you harming yourself and it's the safest route to go. If you start, you know, like you were saying, you know, this might interfere with this and this and this you're getting extreme before you're getting extreme before you even start, you know, you know, the, the old adage of you don't want to overtrain. Well, you got to train before you can overtrain, you know, keep it simple, you know, Talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacist. And sometimes pharmacists are harder to approach, you know, especially this time of year. It's, it's, it's flu season, flu shots, COVID boosters. The pharmacists are on edge. So make sure you get to know a pharmacist because they'll be easier to approach. You know, if you see a little, you see a little bald, angry pharmacist back there throwing stuff, he might not be the guy you want to talk to that day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe come back. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, leave them alone. But, yeah, you, you got to keep it simple. Don't read into it so much. Do the basics. And it's all individual based. Are you an athlete, non-athlete? You're a couch potato. You know what I mean? The laws of individuality. Um, yes. That, they always, and, always play a role. Yeah, that's, that is actually the biggest key with it. And talking about like interactions a little bit that we're talking about today. If we were to have a show about interactions between over-the-counter products, medications, uh, different health conditions, we would be talking until we're 100 years old. Because there's always going to be a negative effect to anything possibly. Not saying it's going to happen. You know, if you get a prescription and you get the information leaflet with it, it scares people sometimes. They'll open it up and they're like, I can't drink. I can't drive. I can't go to the movies. You know, I can't yeah. go to sleep tonight. Yeah. I can't go walk my dog no more. I mean, <laughs> it's it, it scares people. But they have to put things like that in the pamphlets because maybe one out of 500,000 people had a reaction. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a warning. I was and just going like to say said, that. And, and in the world of paranoia, it, it makes it tough. Yeah. Well, so folks, I, I guess, you know, not I guess, I know that what we are asking here today is that you listen to the show, you watch the show. If you have any questions, ask them, and we will be more than happy to answer them. Or, as Joe and I have said in the past, what your, with your questions, we can create more shows. And, and so that's what we need. That's what we need. We have a ton of shows that we want to do, but we never have enough shows. We never have enough shows. We are in our fourth season, and we want season five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So by all means, let us know what it is you're thinking. If you have any questions for Ron the Pharmacist, let us know. Uh, Joe, next week we move from vitamins and minerals. Well, we talk about something else. We talk about water. What, uh, what is next week's show? So next week we have Miss Gina Bria. Uh, she's actually, yeah, this will be her second time on the show. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more what Miss Bria has to bring to the table. Mm. Uh, so uh, that was short lived. That was that was short lived by Joe. Um, I want no. cookies. <laughs> she's not bringing cookies. Um, not even with her water. So the the cool thing about Gina is the first time she was on. Uh, we talked all about hydration in the show before she came on. And then when she came on, she did an entire show. You guys can find that, I believe, Joe, in season two, um, where we did it. It's all audio. And she talked about how you can obtain water from different sources other than just the faucet uh, or, or bottled water that can help you when it comes to hydration. And now she's going to come on to bring a different concept. And that concept is going to be hot water and warm water intake uh, consumption. What are the benefits to that? And do you ever need cold water again? She's going to talk all about that. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting show. Drinking hot water all the time can actually be extremely beneficial to you. And so uh, next week when we talk to her, I think you guys are going to have, uh, uh, I guess you could say a good time, but I think it's going to be extremely informational for anybody who wants to try this out. There's a reason. So, Joe, uh, take us out of here, and uh, let's move on into next week. All right. Until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning for new episodes, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Now, on behalf of Coach Tony, Ron the Pharmacist, and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody, be the best you out there. Listen to the show. Listen to it twice. Make it even better. Ron the Pharmacist, we'll be seeing you again soon. Thank you very much for everything and all the information. Bye, guys. All right, adios.